Alright legends, welcome along to Hellmouth Hotline, I'm your host Rodney Stewart and uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer once more here, we're on season 3, this is episode 20, uh, The Prom and uh, very, very satisfying episode, I really did enjoy this one, more so than I was expecting to, um, it's starting to tie up some loose ends for the, the series at this point for season three and uh yes uh positioning the characters for what's going to happen once we get to the end of the season so if you've not seen the show up to this point and you don't want any spoilers don't be listening to this podcast i spoil the absolute crap out of absolutely everything i talk about so if you haven't checked out buffy before which is more likely than you would think um I've came across so many people in the past that have not seen some of the, the most popular shows and movies. It's unreal. But uh, yes, if you're a big fan of Buffy and horror in general, this is probably the podcast for you and I hope you're enjoying it. And if you are, please feel free to jump into my email, uh, hellmouthhotline at gmail.com and uh, let me know what your thoughts on the show whether I'm doing a good enough job for you or ways I can do it better for you or if you just want to tell me to take a long walk off a short pier you can do that at the the email as well so anyway essentially in this uh, episode uh, we're coming up on the prom obviously coming up towards the end of uh, the school run the high school run for these kids Uh, at the beginning of the episode Buffy wakes up she's in bed with Angel she just fell asleep with, with him after the previous night's patrol but they're not bumping uglies now they're trying to be they're trying to make a relationship work that can't work essentially and uh yes buffy wakes up and she's getting under the whole couple's mindset sort of a thing and she uh mentions about bringing some stuff over that couples do and casually mentions that they should go to the prom together and whatnot. And Angel is, you know, happy enough at the beginning of the episode, but she gets up and opens up the window, not realizing that the sun's already up. They've slept longer than they expected and uh, almost fries Angel where he's lying at. So that brings us to the opening credits of the show. Um, at the school, Anya who uh, is now still mortal after getting her ass handed to her in the wish, uh, is trying to get Xander to go to the prom with her because, you know, she's stuck as in human form now and she has to live life as a human and whatnot. So, um, yes, if I do recall, they do become a thing as the show goes ahead. But, uh, yes, both of them are basically dateless at the beginning of the episode she knows this about Xander so she's asking him and uh, uh, he eventually agrees uh, later Willow Buffy and Oz Xander plan discuss plans for the the prom essentially dresses and whatnot and blah 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 Um, Joyce Buffy's mother visits Angel at the mansion and uh, this is the first time we've seen her stepping into Angel's world, more or less, in this episode, and uh, taking a meeting to where he lives at. And 
she basically tells him she's worried about the effect that he's having on her daughter. You know, you're not from the same world at all. Angel's more than aware of this. This is something that's been playing on his mind, obviously, for a long, long time. And uh, she tells him that he can't get in the way of her future. And if Buffy can't see that, he's going to have to do something about it himself. So she's putting it on the line here with Angel. Uh, you, you know, there's no future here. And I think it's just something that has been on the cards for Angel for a long, long time in this season. And it's just taken Buffy's mother to actually put it into words for him. Uh, this is after the mayor giving the same sort of speech in a previous episode. But, uh, yes. And, uh, of course, this is setting up for Angel eventually getting a spin-off, which we'll be doing on this show as well once we get to the end of this run of season three. Um, back at the school in the library, Buffy and Willow are talking about prom dresses while Giles is continuing research on the Ascension, using the pages that Willow ripped out of the book, Books of Ascension. Uh, it's been determined that upon graduation day, the mayor will transform into a demon. However, what kind of demon it change into isn't known, and there's no further information at this point and as a result uh, the discussion moves back to the prom and you know Giles is kind of pissed that you know they're not taking this seriously and whatnot. and uh, yeah yeah just you know the kids more or less in this episode are thinking that you know if there's going to be this huge ascension thing we're going to have a life and death fight on graduation day, essentially, we should have one last night of childish freedom and enjoy ourselves if we're all going to die, basically, at the end of the season. <laughs> so, uh, Wiles, there's a new name for you. I was going to say Wesley and Giles at the same time when it came out. Wiles, sorry about that. Uh, Wesley and Giles. We'll be doing chaperoning at the prom, which Buffy says is going to be the one and possibly last night of fun that they're going to have in Sunnydale. Uh, we cut to a small house. Someone plays a video for a caged dog beast that causes it to freak out. Uh, basically, the, the, the big bad in this episode is three hellhounds. Uh, so uh, we're getting a, a look here at somebody that's and it turns out eventually throughout the episode that uh, somebody's programming these hellhounds to go after kids in prom dresses and, you know, tuxedos and whatnot. Um, but I'm kind of skipping ahead here. Buffy and Angel. It cuts to a scene of the two of them in a church and they're getting married. And of course, you know straight away this is a dream sequence. And... Uh, Yes, I did at this point fall for the the trick that this is a dream that Buffy's having. But uh, as they're exiting the church, Buffy, or Angel, he's afraid to step out under the light because of the sunlight. Of course, he's a vampire, it's going to kill him. But he's surprised to figure, find out that Buffy is the one that catches fire in the sun and uh, burns and explodes like a vampire at which point Angel wakens up from the dream 
worried. And while patrolling that night, uh, Buffy and Angel head onto the sewer in pursuit of a vampire. As Buffy asks him what he's planned to wear at the prom, and uh, Angel isn't interested and snaps that there's more important things to worry about. And after Buffy talks about how the prom and graduation are part of growing up, Angel finally tells her that they need to talk. And he tells her that it's unfair to her to be in a relationship with him because all the things that he can't give her. You know, he's been the grown up here. It's just something that has to be done at this point. Um, yeah, so he breaks up with her in this episode and tells her he doesn't want to go, doesn't want to be with her at all. Uh, Buffy refuses to accept us at first, and she asks how she is expected to keep, how he expects her to keep away from him. Uh, Angel tells her that he's he's going to leave town after the ascension. So again, this is setting up Buffy's, sorry, Angel's spin-off series, and I cannot wait to get into that one and the reviews on the show because that is an epic, epic series. I enjoy Angel's spin-off. Very, very good. Um, We cut to uh, Buffy and Willow. They're having a conversation in her bedroom about the breakup. And realises that Angel was right. And the two of them really can't be together. Despite the realisation. She's devastated. And she basically breaks down. She's crying on Willow's lap. Um, at April Fool. The shop. Uh, Xander spots Cordelia through the window. And we already seen. In the previous episode. That she is uh, working now. In the shop. Uh, he goes on to tease her a wee bit about taking too long to choose a prom dress. You know, every time he passed, this is the second time he's passed the window, and she's like holding up a dress, and like, like as if she's going to try it on and whatnot. Um, he stopped short when a, another sales assistant comes into the conversation, chides Cordelia for speaking to a friend while on the clock. Cordelia then reveals that because of her father's twelve-year-long tax fraud. She's not working there to save up for a prom dress on layaway. Uh, she's now working there, sorry, to save up to get a prom dress for herself. Her family has no money, nowhere to live, and she can't afford to go to any of the colleges that has accepted her. Uh, Sanders pretty much, you know, lost for words at this point. Cordelia was the, throughout the entire run of the series up to this point, she was the spoiled child and... Uh, you know, money coming out of her ears and uh, now her family has lost everything and she's like she just throws it all out there for Xander and she's like you know um, you can go and tell your friends that you know Cordelia has finally gotten what's coming to her and uh, you can have your little laugh and whatnot. Um, just then a hellhound has busted loose for where we seen it at earlier in the episode and it breaks through the window, uh, focuses on Cordelia, but Xander rushes in to push her out of the way, and it goes to attack him instead, but just as it goes for him, uh, it spots another guy that's trying on a tuxedo, it leaves Xander to attack him instead, uh, after it's done, it jumps back out through the window and leaves, and back at the library, the gang study, a video of the security camera footage from the shop of the attack. Uh, Buffy's moving in the background as she's you know just got her her wee ass, her wee heart broken, her ass handed to her, 
romantically by Angel. Um, yeah, she's distracted by the whole breakup thing. Cordelia notices that the Beast has good taste in clothes, and you think this is just one of more of these little superficial things on Cordelia's part, but it actually turns out to be truthful at the end of it. And you know, Sanders kind of thinking, you know, this is an R dig at him for the past that the two of them have after what happened and you know Xander cheating on Cordelia with uh, Willow earlier in the series so uh, yes um, yeah she points out this wearing a sloppy outfit and they go after the guy in the formal where uh, Buffy says she doesn't want to see it anymore but Giles is like you know what it's important because if she has to hunt down this creature you're going to have to study its movements. Um, uh, however, Giles and Wesley do recognise that it is a hellhound. Uh, basically, it's a demon foot soldier bred for war. And Wesley asks what Cordelia was doing in the store with Xander at the time. And as Cordelia is kind of struggling for a response because you know she's, you know she's already opened up to Xander about her family getting busted for tax fraud she doesn't really want to come out in front of the entire gang and say this but Xander steps up and he covers by saying that he was she was born in a hole in daddy's wallet as usual and that he just bumped into her and his hunt for a tuxedo and uh, she's kind of surprised at this point but uh, yes someone who appears to be controlling the hellhound is then spotted on the tip uh, turns out that this person is Tucker Wells, who Oz knew from a chemistry class. And Tucker's got plans to ruin prom night by setting a hellhound onto the prom, trained to attack people in formal wear. Uh, Willow, Xander and Oz all bemoan the fact that they're going to have to have to skip the prom. And this pretty much snaps Buffy into action at this point. She's uh, just angry right now that, you know, every time something good seems to be happening for the kids that go to the the high school, you know, some demon force has busts its way in and tries to destroy everything. Uh, she declares that she won't let one jerk ruin the prom for her friends and she'll do whatever it takes to preserve her class's special night. She then issues orders for everyone to split up, search for clues. She ends up finding the address at a butcher, a place where Tucker frequents to get food for his hounds. These things are fed on brains. That's what they live off of. So, you know, where are you going to get brains at to train these hellhounds? You go to a butcher store, a factory, whatever. This guy's been buying brains out of it for ages. And, uh, yes... She gets the address, but she also runs in the angel at the butcher's. Uh, he's there to uh, buy some blood. Uh, of course, like he's a, a vampire of a soul. He's not in a human blood diet now. It's all animal blood that he uh, lives off of. And this is where he gets his fix as well. And uh, the two of them have a bit of a argument more or less and he offers to help her and she tells him to you know slide on she'll sort out things herself um yeah uh we cut to cordelia she's about to leave work 
and she's upset that she wasn't able to cover the cost of her prom dress but a co-worker tells her that it's already been paid for uh, we don't see who did it at this point but blazingly obvious that uh, it was Xander that stepped up and paid for this dress and uh, making up for some of the the uh, the bad that's happened um, Buffy returns from her search and orders everyone else to attend the prom while she takes care of the hounds and uh, Giles he's kind of like you know he knows something's not right here and he, he makes the guess that Angel's not taking her to the prom and uh, she tells him that Angel's decided to leave town uh, while she's upset her main focus is now stopping the hellhound at this point she only thinks there's one of them but there's actually three of them and she does eventually find Tucker in his basement confronts him uh, Tucker refuses to say what his reasons are for his plan but it, you know we've got a cutaway scene where the girls that he's been asking to the prom are turning them down Nobody wanted to go with him, so he wants to destroy the prom for everybody else. So, uh, yeah, you get this real evil, evil plan, but it comes down to something childish and stupid at the end of the day, uh, for the most part, in <laughs> these episodes. Um, but, yeah, Buffy ties him up before he can release the hound. The hound, There's a hound in the basement with him, and she, she thinks, right, we've got it stopped here. But uh, she then sees Andy in another room, and there's three empty cages, and he tells her that, you know, you're too late. Uh, three of his uh, most hellish hellhounds are on their way to the school, as they speak. Um, Buffy rushes to Sunnydale High, and after a few close calls, manages to kill all of the demons. And very, very swift time, I have to say. Now, I was kind of caught off guard at this. I thought there was going to be more to the... The actual end fight between her and the three hellhounds. But literally, within maybe two, three minutes tops of screen time, she's all three of them taken out. And she manages to change into her prom dress and she shows up for the dance. Um, Cordelia, she's clinging to Wesley. But not before thanking Xander for paying for the prom dress. So there's a nice little moment between the two of them. Uh, ending the rift between them basically uh, later Anya tells Xander of her history of cursing men and long and graphic detail why Willow and Oz just enjoy the evening uh, then it comes to a point at the end of the episode and I'm not going to lie here um, I am when it comes to watching movies and TV shows if something is done and done well I am a soft touch when it comes to some of these shows and TV, uh, movies and TV shows. And I do have to say, coming up towards the end of this episode, I did kind of well up slightly. There was a tear in my eye for Buffy coming up towards the end of this episode. I'm not going to lie. Uh, there's awards been given out at the end of the episode, and this guy gets an award for being a class clown. Uh, Xander's not happy with us here because he considers himself the king of class clowns. Um, Jonathan then goes up to the microphone and it was a nice touch to have Jonathan doing it in this episode because of the interaction that we had between him and Buffy previously in the series where he was thinking of taking a gun to himself because nobody 
really he felt that nobody seen him as a person he felt almost invisible and he was going to end his own life with uh, by shooting himself in the belt her Buffy saves him of course in that episode but he goes up to the, the microphone and he asks is Buffy Summers present and everyone turns and looks at her the spotlight shines on her at the punch bowl and Jonathan reads a speech in which the prom committee acknowledges that they know a lot of unusual and weird stuff goes on at the school and they also know that Buffy was always there to protect them from it and they know that she's protected and saved almost all of holy crap there's a huge spider okay let me just get back to that there I just had to kill a spider there's the biggest flipping spider I ever set eyes on just rolled up from behind my mixing desk there oh I hit them damn things anyway where were we <laughs> yeah the prom committee they acknowledge all the unusual stuff that's been happening and that Buffy's protected and saved almost all of them uh, present at the dance contributing to the 1989 graduating classes record breaking low mortality rate in Sunnydale history he then announces that the senior class wishes to offer as thanks by awarding Buffy with the first ever class protector award uh, complete with an umbrella trophy uh, Buffy stunned smiling walks through the cheering crowd and receives her award now I do have to say I did kind of well up at the uh, this point in the episode I thought it was a nice little touch considering everything is Buffy's gone through in the three seasons up to this point and it was just nicely done it was very nicely done um, at the end of the episode the students are enjoying the rest of the dance Anya's dancing with Xander and finds herself not mating so much that she's, she was the demon that was always out to take out men for being evil people like two women, you know, and whatnot. But she's kind of like, you know, this isn't bad at all. Dancing with Xander. Um, yeah. Uh, Wesley. He goes to Jay's to say, you know, uh, you know, you think it would be anything wrong with me asking Cordelia to dance? And Jay's is like, for goodness sake, man, she's 18 years old. Just have at it and go and have a dance with her, for God's sake. Um... Buffy walks over to Jay's and he congratulates her on the work on getting rid of the hellhounds. And he also expresses his surprise that the class could be so gracious. Buffy tells him that people can surprise you sometimes. And looking towards the door, Giles sees something and takes Buffy's award from her. And uh, he, she turns to see Angel standing there in a tuxedo. He tells her... He understands that it's an important night for her, but it doesn't change anything between them. Buffy accepts this. The two of them dance together at the end of the episode. It's a nice little round off in this episode. A nice little happy ending as such for everybody. All the main characters, you know, setting up for the the two-parter to finish off this season. Everybody's kind of mended their fences as best as possible by the end of this episode. And, uh... Buffy and Angel are okay at this point, but uh, he's still going to leave at the end of the, the, the season, and we close the episode out there, and it's just a nice, nice little episode, and again, just tied up 
a lot of loose ends and just set everything right at the end of this here and we get to see um, kind of the two threads that are going to lead into the Angel series because what's happened, Cordelia um, you know, you're thinking to yourself, okay she's been a bit of a bitch from day one she's getting what's coming to her but she also transitions from Buffy the Vampire Slayer over the Angel series and where they take Cordelia's character is absolutely fantastic in that series but we all get to that in due course but this show, this episode was great, absolutely enjoyed it and uh, just you know for I, I love it, when, especially whenever it's an episode where you think alright, this one's just a bit of prom for high school uh, high school students how good could the episode be but for me whenever you get an episode that you know, really gets you in that emotional target and really hits the bullseye with you like that moment uh, particularly with Jonathan on the stage presenting that award to Buffy because she saved him from basically an attempted suicide attempt in a previous episode to be the one giving her this award for the good that she's done for Sunnydale High was just an emotional high point that was so well done and I don't believe it would have had the same emotional impact if it had with an AR character other than him so it was a nice touch, nicely written, nicely done, and well acted with everybody involved. Absolutely fantastic. So this uh, season three, I'm actually I'm glad to say I'm enjoying it a hell of a lot more than I was expecting to enjoy it because I had said that uh, in the in the original Aaron of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the UK here back in the nineties, um, season two was a phenomenal season. Season 3 was always going to have a difficult time keeping up with that series. And for the most part, in season 3, not as good as season 2, but whenever you do get the good episodes, they do come full of fire. And I'm glad to say, I'm loving it. Loving it a lot. And... uh, absolutely fantastic so that's going to do it for this episode guys i hope you did indeed enjoy it and i will talk to you in the next episode this has been a production of coins age media thank you so much for listening